Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Welcome, Ephraimites, and Shalom. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and we have an exciting blog for you today. We have Prophet Mark Reinbold here in the garage, and we have several of the other guys from the ministry in the garage here. We are going to have an awesome time. And it's Tuesday, not Tuesday, that's Teacher's Tuesday. <laughs> Whoops. It is uh, Friday. Uh, April the 21st, and uh, we're going to have our quarterly tonight at 7 p.m., and uh, if you uh, if you can make it, get down here. Well, we're going to start this, but we're first going to have a word for an our announcer. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and I'm going to turn this over to Prophet Mark. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Prophet Mark Reinbold, and so glad to be back here live on the Blog Talk Radio. I remember the days when I used to do it every day just about and uh, we had uh, the late prophet deckard on lots of those times and we had some great blog talk radio moments and here we are we're getting ready for our quarterly and as a tradition we're going to have the boys sitting around here and we're going to have some of them kind of tell you like who they are and what they do and some of the experiences they've had within the ministry and what they've seen god do in their lives being part of uh, ephraim you know god's bringing ephraim home Ephraim is coming home, folks. And, you know, it started right here in this ministry, and it's going to continue on. And uh, we are going to go out. We're going to find Ephraim. Ephraim's all over this country, all over this world. And you know, and you may say, well, am I Ephraim? How can I be Ephraim? You know, I don't – do I have any uh, – uh, can I get a DNA test? Uh, not really, no. There's no DNA test involved. The only test is the test of your heart. And uh, you have the right heart before the Lord God Almighty, then then you are an Ephraimite. And 
You know, what is that heart? That heart is a teachable heart. That heart is a heart that's going to come back to God. That heart is going to have a heart after people. That heart is not going to be a selfish heart. That heart is going to make it all the way back to the land of Israel. And you might say, well, I like it here in the United States of America, or I like it here in whatever country that you're at. Let me tell you what. These countries, they're going to go down. They're going to... They're going to be, you know, the United States of America, I'm sorry to tell you, is going to be destroyed one day. What are you going to do then? What are you going to do when McDonald's and Walmart ain't open no more? You ever think about that? Well, I just don't know. Where am I going to go shopping? And where am I going to, and, uh, uh, you know, what are we going to do? You know? Uh, But, you know, God's got a plan. And God's plan is for us to come back to the land of Israel to once again be part of the 12 tribes of Israel, the lost tribes of Israel coming back home. That's who Ephraim is. Those are the tribes that God has went after. You know, the 10 lost tribes of Israel were the tribes that were that were scattered amongst the earth, and, and we didn't even know who we were. We were just out there. And, and, and somehow God had, through the, through the generations, uh, spoken uh, to, through, uh, through the generations to us and to our hearts to say, Yea, Lord. Yea, Lord, we're going to come back and and we're going to serve you with the whole heart. We're going to learn what it is to keep the commandments. We're going to learn what it is uh, to get things right in our lives. And that's what it's all about, folks. And, and, you know, uh, being an Ephraimite, uh, you know, in some ways you can say, well, you know, is it hard to be an Ephraimite? Well, you know, is it hard to serve God? You know, God didn't make it hard for, for us to serve him. The thing about it is, is are we going to get things right in our lives? Are we going to be an overcomer when it comes to the to you know? A lot of times people get caught up in in religion, and uh, you get a, you get a religious heart, and then they say you know it all, and then you go, well, we've already know that. But that's not the that's not the heart of Ephraim. The heart of Ephraim is always teachable. The heart of Ephraim is is uh, is reaching out and saying, you know, what is it that God wants me to change today in my life? Instead of trying to change everybody else's life. You know, that's one of the biggest problems we have in the church is discord and judgment. And to be honest with you, I don't think people really understand what discord and judgment is because you know, even though we teach on it, it's like, oh, we're not in discord. Oh, we're not judging. <clears throat> but yet, they are judging, and they are sowing discord. Why is that? Because their hearts aren't right. God, when he brings back Ephraim, it's going to be a unified heart. There's not going to be dis- discord There's not going to be judgment against one brother. We're going to protect each other. We're going to to lay our lives down for each other. You're in trouble. We'll be there. We're going to come help you of Ephraim. We're going to be like one big family. And it's going to be amazing. We're going to change. The the world's going to come to us and say, how is this possible? How is this possible? 
but it is possible. You know, there's so many things going on in the world today. We got the we got the chat CPT with the AI out there trying to control everything. And let me tell you what, that is going to be a big deal before it's all said and done. We got nation rising rising up against nation with the the Russians over there attacking the Ukraines and and the Chinese are threatening to to take Taiwan. You know, over here in the United States, the Republicans are fighting with the Democrats. Republicans are fighting with the Republicans. Everybody's concerned about what color their skin is. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But God is going to bring back Ephraim. God is going to bring us together. How is he going to do that? Well, you know what? He's going to he's going to call us with our hearts as we begin to come together in ministry like this. As we begin to learn his word, as we begin to get honest with ourselves. To know that God is leading us, to know that hey, you know what? Maybe, you know, <clears throat> whenever somebody's, you know, whenever the prophet was up there preaching and uh and 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 he started preaching on something, and he started getting after everybody about something. And, uh, you know, our first thought is, well, I don't have to worry about that because, you know, I've already been through that and and whatever. But I remember the old prophet saying, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. You have to try the shoe on first to see if it fits. And like, oh, my God, the shoe fits. Maybe I ought to repent over that. comes from a humble heart. The heart of Ephraim is humble. The heart of Ephraim, when they find out they did something wrong, they go back and they apologize. They say, hey, I'm sorry. See, it takes a lot to be humble, doesn't it? Because everybody wants to be right about everything. The old Fonzie effect. (laughs) Fonzie never wanted to be wrong. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about with the happy days back in the day. But God's bringing Ephraim home. And it's an amazing thing. And he's going to do it with the people's hearts. And he's going to do it. And let me tell you what. We are going to have to study the word. We ain't going to just say, well, I'm going to show up and and everything's going to be all right. We're going to have to study. You're going to have to have faith projects. How many of you guys have been having faith projects out there? It's like. <laughs> some of you guys have been having some serious faith projects. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, the world's gonna end unless <clears throat> we're gonna have to have fruit projects. We're gonna have to learn how to love the unlovely. God has called us to love one another. You know the old prophet used to say, you know, don't even worry about that right now. Just start to like each other for a while. Just start just. Love will come in time. But you got to start somewhere, right? But you see, as we start going down that road, then we become the elect. And we become unified with the Holy Spirit of God, which is collecting Ephraim to come back to Israel. And it's happening right now. And we're going to see it right before our eyes. A new day is dawning. And let me tell you what, this world is going to get crazy. You can't imagine what's coming. And God's going to send us out to do 
the impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Just like Caleb and Joshua, as they went over to the side of the land. Oh, we don't know. There are giants over there. Oh, my God. It's, yes, it's land of beauty. Oh, it's a great place, but we, we're just not able to take it. It's impossible. You know, God is looking for a people that is going to believe him and his word. And that is the heart of Ephraim. <clears throat> a people that is going to believe the Lord God Almighty. Happening in my heart. It's happening in your heart. And as we begin to do that, we begin we become unified. You know why? Because now all of a sudden it's not about us. It's not about me, 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 me. It's about well we're 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 built we're building Ephraim. We're built we're we're on a mission from God. This is not about well, how how rich can I get, and how many houses can I have, and you know whatever, right? I look around me and the brothers I'm standing around. I know they're not interested in becoming rich. They're more, you know, what we're interested in we're we're interested in standing before the Lord God Almighty on that day, and He's saying, "Well done, good and faithful." That is the heart of Ephraim. <clears throat> That is the heart. And it's going to take effort. It's not going to just happen. It's, you're going to have to make yourself do it. It's like if you, sit, if you sit back and do nothing, you might as well just sign your death warrant. You're going to have to try. You're going to be put through. God's going to test you and humble you. Deuteronomy 28. And then he's going to test you again and humble you. You know, I think back to Abraham. So Abraham was a friend of God, right? But did you realize that Abraham messed up? He probably messed up a lot in his life. Think about it. God gave him a promise, and Abraham didn't believe God. Well, God's too slow. Maybe I'll just, you know, give me your handmaiden. She's pretty good looking. I'll take her. We got Ishmael, see, we did it. And we're still living with that mistake today, aren't we? <clears throat> but eventually, Abraham was able to pass the test. Abraham was able to have a humble heart before the Lord. Lord, what are, yeah, I'll take, I'll take my only son up to that mountain, and he's all yours. The promise, child, that you promised me, yeah. How many could take their only son up to the mountaintop and kill him? That's a lot, isn't it? You know, it's a lot within our lives because maybe you don't have an only son, but maybe you have a prized job. Or maybe you got a lot of money in the bank. Or maybe you got a wife that you love more than God. Or maybe you, whatever it is, you got something that's placed above God in your life that needs to be put on that altar. You need to be able to give it to God so that if it's not supposed to be there, then fine, it's not there. But if it is, then God will give it to you because God is going to be number one in your life. 
Remember the commandments? The Ten Commandments we were given? <clears throat> what was the first commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Loved. Somehow, we have this problem with learning the first commandment. Somehow, we get caught up in life, and it's like, oh, yeah, that for, oh, yeah, and oh, yeah, the first commandment. Oh, and the second one's like it. Love everybody else, just, uh, you know, like yourself. Love people. Them some commandments. <clears throat> we have a love problem. And it starts with loving God. To fear God. We have to we have to know that his word is remain we, we have to be able to put our own lives on the line for the word of God if we have to. To know that his word is true. And God's got you know, folks, it's gonna become life and death. It's going to get life and death out there, folks. God is going to bring Ephraim to the point where we're going to see the miracles in our lives. And I know a lot of you guys have ever been seeing miracles. And there's going to be works in your lives that God is going to be able to do. But let me tell you what. We're coming into a point where we're going to see the greater works. What are the greater works? Let me tell you what. I say we've yet to see the greater works. But they're coming. They're coming. And why is it going to happen? It's going to happen because the heart of Ephraim is before the Lord God Almighty. The heart of Ephraim is a righteous heart. And the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And it will get done. And it will get done. Well, you know what? I've been preaching the whole thing here. I haven't even let these other brothers talk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up the floor here to Philip. Go ahead and let everybody know your name and and what's a little bit what you're doing, and tell us a little bit about what Ephraim, or what things are going on in Ephraim for you. My name is Philip Stokes, and uh, just want to praise God for for this quarterly and the prophet and all the. Uh, all of that from that's here together in uni- in unity, and uh, how that God has God has shown us through His love and through His scriptures that we're going to unify ourselves by trusting one another, and we're going to succeed and do mighty things because of that, because we're going to become a body. We're going to become a body where every joint supplies where the left hand knows what the right hand is doing and we'll be able to flow in a, in in that unity. And you know, we we've all seen when those things don't happen. And it's it's how the world would think because you don't see unity out in the world and you're never going to. You're you're only going to see this because this is something that God created and designed with how this is going to work. It's 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 like Prophet had said, the, it, it's a spiritual thing that we're going to do. Um, you know, I know for myself and for, for my immediate family, you know, when, when my family is out of unity and we're not getting along, you can feel it. And you have to go to prayer and you have to, you have to try and, and work the problem to get everybody back on the same page so that we can be in harmony again. 
so that we're no longer competing against each other or or complaining about each other or discording or judging each other, but then finally we're back to family. We're loving and we're producing fruit together. And then what happens is God starts blessing our socks off and it's already a blessing when we're in harmony together, when we're in unity together because now all of a sudden we're getting along, we're listening, we're, (laughs) you know, and those are the blessings of God. Those are things that you can't buy. You you can't even make people do. Only God works on the other. He works on both ends. He works on your end and your heart, and he works on the other end because he's always wanting for everybody to step up and to follow his word. And when you when you can achieve that on a consistent basis, in your family, and then you can bring it into Ephraim, into your ministry. There's nothing's going to stop us. Nothing's going to be able to hold us back. And like Prophet Prophet said, they're going to ask, "How in the world are you doing this?" Well, it's because we have sat down and we have studied, we have trusted God, and we've came together. And so. Um, I just want to say that God, that he has shown me and my brothers here how to walk in that unity together because it is, it's amazing. Well, thank you, Brother Philip. And let me tell you what, unity is a big thing. You know that, to be honest with you, that was my prayer for this weekend. And you might say, well, well, of course we're going to have unity and stuff. Well, let me tell you what, it's a big deal. It really is because, you know, a house divided is not going to stand. What kind of crap is that, right? No. We ain't going to stand if, if we're divided, but let, let me tell you what, united. That's how our brother Judah has gotten so well in the world because they have reminded, they, even though, there might have been disagreements here, or there, whatever. They have remained united. You know, they whenever they went out, they only buy and sell from each other. They support each other. They 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 make sure that their businesses are running. They support their own businesses, and, and, and they are united. And they have become very successful. Not only that, but God has blessed them because they have, at least some of them, keep the covenant today, right? But because they have, they and their ancestors have kept the covenant, God has been able to bless them. And the Jewish people are the healthiest and the wealthiest people in this world. But let me tell you what, Ephraim is coming back home. And God has not forgotten about us. <clears throat> it's an amazing story that God is, is still bringing forth the the, the the pattern that he has he has set forth and really it's his it's his by his by his power for his glory you know no you know we're not going to be able to say well we did this or we did that no God's the one who gets the glory <clears throat> praise God that he saved me that I received his Lord and Savior Yeshua who died on the cross for my sins 
be my Lord and Savior. See? <clears throat> and praise God, he brought me to the point where I recognize, you know, we need to keep the commandments. We need to keep the Shabbat. And praise God that he's brought us forward to even more than that and saying, you know, we got to get this thing called holiness and righteousness into our lives. Because at the heart of the commandments is that. <clears throat> you know, I remember in Matthew chapter 5, Yeshua was talking about how, you know, he didn't, you know, he, he came and they were talking about, the you know, to keep the commandments and everything. But then he says, you know, <clears throat> you say you... You say, you know, the the word says, the commandment says, thou shalt not murder. But if you, if you hate your brother in your heart, then you have murdered him. See, you, it's deeper than, well, I physically murdered somebody. It's deeper. The commandments are deeper. It's not just flesh and blood. It's it's deeper. It goes into the supernatural. And when we get into the spirit man and get that right within our lives, you know, the prophet always says you get it you get it into your your head, that's good, but then you gotta get it into your heart. You get it into your heart, it's always gonna be there. It's just always gonna work. And that's how the commandments work. And you know, you think about it, Yeshua, he came and he was he wasn't popular with the with the um the sages and the and the rabbis, was he? Why why didn't they like him? But boy, you figure, you know, somebody who knows the word of God and can actually teach them what's right and wrong. No. Well, you might you might tell you might correct us or you might look you know, we might be humbled. Or you're gonna take over the you're gonna take over the ministry and you're gonna take all our money away. What's that all about? Folks, the church is in the same position today. What are you going to do with that? Let me tell you what. God's going to find the people come out of the churches to come that know that there's more than what's being said from the church dialogues. And he's going to find us them, and he's going to bring them home. And we're going to be unified when we do it. Well, we got another guest here. We got, uh, no, I'm just going to call him Pastor Dan. We got Pastor Dan over here. And uh, and Pastor Dan's got a few things to say. Pastor Dan, tell us who you are and what you do and a little bit about what you've seen in Ephraim. Thank you, Prophet. I'm Dan Williams from Lansing, Michigan. And fear is a liar. We, We just came through Passover and studying through Passover. I read the scripture and was teaching on it where Yeshua says, I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And I realized I'm afraid to go through trial. But I also realized that fire is the trial that's going to get me the Holy Spirit. It's going to get me to where I want to be, which is ultimately surrendered to the Father, my whole heart, soul, mind, my life, my family, my finances, all of it. 
And I started praying and going, Lord, what, what, where am I missing you? And he dealt with me. It was fear. You're afraid to trust me. I've been in Ephraim for a number of years. I've been a Christian since I was in ninth grade. Lord, I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm afraid to trust you, Lord. I'm afraid to let go. But when we can let go, when we can surrender it to the Lord God, that fear goes away because he's faithful. There is a price to pay. That we There's a cross we all must bear. And I've struggled with that and ran from that in my heart. Maybe not on the outside, but in my heart for years. And God has set me free from that this Passover. And do I have it all? No. There's so much more to learn. I've battled condemnation all my life. Because I listen to fear instead of faith, instead of truth. And there was one day, my darling wife looked at me and said, Dan, either his word is truth or it's not. Which is it for you? And Prophet Deckard said that to us over and over again. And I had to come back to the base of the cross and confess and acknowledge and repent to the Father. Because his word wasn't truth to me in those moments. Yeshua's sacrifice wasn't enough. When I would go and repent from my heart and whoever else needed to be repented to and work to make it right. But the condemnation would come and it wasn't enough. And he showed me my son's sacrifice was enough. But you've got to believe it. You've got to live it. You've got to pay the price to search your heart, to search our minds, and to say, why am I thinking the way I'm thinking? Why am I carrying what I'm carrying? Just because I've always done it and I thought it lined up to the word doesn't mean it lines up to the word. And then the father said, stop. I just saw it in the word. I saw it in the scriptures. Yeshua said, don't worry about your future. Don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough trouble of its own. The scripture says the past is gone. Forgetting what is behind, Paul said, I will press on towards the goal. And I said, Lord God, that means it's today. I I didn't think I could live the faith that prophet taught and the, the fullness of the fruit that it will need to be lived in the last days. I, I don't think I can do that today. And it would stop me. And all of a sudden, God showed me. It became real to me. Just live it today. Can you wake up and apply your faith today? Can you apply your fruit today? Yes, there's I'm going through trials. We've been going through testings over and over. And they're mountains. But today, I can wake up and apply what I've learned and change my thinking and change my behavior. And if I can do that today and just focus today to get more of that word in and live it, that's all we have to do. That's all I have to do. 
because then tomorrow we'll do it again. And without even seeing it, there's growth, there's steps, because we're doing the word instead of just hearing the word. We're living the word. And, of course, there's always there's failure. There's times we trip up and fall. Mistakes are made. But then now I understand what mercy really is. When I give you today, Lord, and I fall, and I do, there's mercy. Dust yourself off. Pick yourself up. Repent. Make it right with whoever, with the Father, whomever, and go forward. And there's been a peace come that I've never known. And I'm just starting in it. And it's a peace like nothing I've ever known in this world. It brings me to tears every time I think about it. He has become my strong tower. He has become my rock. He has become my salvation. And in him, all things are possible. And we'll get it done. Thank you, Robert. That was an awesome testimony there. Pastor Dan, the heart of the pastor. Let me tell you what. God's doing an amazing thing, but that is the heart of Ephraim. To get back, to know who we are, to know that our Lord and Savior has already accomplished for us, to be able to trust him in his ways, be able to trust the word. You know, God is bringing us through all these situations in life, and as he does, he's building, he's building us up. You know, we God cannot get you to where he needs to be unless you have to go through it, unless you go through a trial. You know, I always say the bigger the trial, the bigger the test, the, the greater the thing God's got ready for you to do. Better get ready. But let me tell you what, unless you go through the trial, you ain't going to pass the test. And, you know, that's pretty hard to say, you know, and so. Next time you see yourself going through the the the, the going throughs of life, as we like to say, right? <laughs> it's like, well, it just seems like we're going through a little more going throughs now, Prophet Mark, than than ever before. That's because God is growing you up. <clears throat> we should all ask Sister Donna what kind of trials Sister Donna and, and the old uh, Prophet used to have to go to before he passed on. <laughs> <laughs> she probably laughs. It's like, oh, that's nothing. Let me tell you this story. <laughs> because God has a mission for you to be accomplished within this world and for you to grow up and to accomplish it. That is the heart of Ephraim, to be able to do that. And, you know, it's not going to be – I'm sorry. You know, I always tell people – if somebody said coming into the ministry here is go, well, we're just going to sit back and relax, and and it's just going to be just hunky dory. <laughs> Let me tell you what, <clears throat> ain't going to be. You know, I remember back in the day, uh, 
we had fellowship over in St. Louis, and and every once in a while I'd invite somebody, and and I remember one time the the guy he was coming, he got a flat tire, and and he called me up and he says, "That's all right, I'm gonna fix the flat tire." Then he started down the road, he got another flat tire, and I don't know, I think he ended up having three flat tires just trying to get to the get to the um, meeting that day. Let me tell you what, darkness will try to stop you for getting what, where God wants you to get. There is a battle out there. You're going to have to fight for it. Oh, what do you mean? God's just not going to live for Oh, we're just going to like live forever and just everything be, yes, we're going to, as I like to say, we're just all going to move to Hawaii. We're going to have a nice little beach ministry and we're going to save all the jellyfish. <laughs> I think not. Ain't going to happen. No, he's going to grow you up because one day he may, <clears throat> he's got, he may give you a lot of things on your plate to do. That's got to be done because let me tell you what, we are in the last days here, folks. Well, let me tell you what, I got another uh, person here who's going to say something here. It's uh, actually my son, Reinbolt. Micah, would you tell us who you are and what you do and a little bit about what you've seen in Ephraim? Hi, I'm Micah Reinbold. I I work as a electrical um apprentice right now. Um I I have been just trying to get my heart right for a while now. And like just take the like I was hearing my dad talk about put the putting the things on the pedestal and giving it to God and I was just like honestly I don't know really what else I have to give because like the like games no I I can give that it's like work okay yeah I can give that honestly I I don't really know what else to give and uh, I when it, I was thinking about it I'm like but what if it was my brother Jeremiah I'm like I don't know what to do then you know and so I was just I just kind of chalked it up to I'll just love him and God. And it's like I was thinking about it and I was, oh, if I love God more. So the more I love God, the more I can love others. So I just didn't really was trying to put that together and try to love God more so I have more capacity for other things. And I could actually increase the things that I love by loving God more. And um, I guess I was just trying to get my heart right and um, uh, do everything the best I can. And I guess sometimes I would be like talking to about uh, the word of God to people in my past jobs. And every time I tried to talk about like try to like get them to believe, you know, and just I'm not going to say force it, but in that way, it, it would never work time you know they would say oh we're going to come to service but then they would never come and um i guess just recently i was like talking about stuff and like just doing things the right way and truth and stuff like that and i guess uh, this guy he just came to me and i guess it just i just came to the realization that you don't have to work at trying to place something in someone's heart it's already there. And um I 
he he's he's determined. I think he's gonna be able to come, but I just never really realized that. And just taking things day by day, and just like, oh, it wasn't in my hands in the first place in order to place that in his heart. It wasn't in my hands in the first place in order to um, shape the future. I just need to take things day by day, like Dan was saying. And it's just been I've been just doing that for a while. It's just been really nice. I don't really care about anything except for doing it right. And so I'm like, oh, I've fallen before and God's forgiven me. So I have infinite tries. <laughs> I could do it right. And so I'm going to do it right the next time. And um, I feel like um, with God's word and God behind me, I'm unstoppable. I feel like anything's possible. I feel like we're going to get this done the right way. That's all I got. Well, that was super awesome, Mike. And thank you so much for your testimony and everything you had to say there. And, and I know that God is working in your life. Of course, I see you every day and, and, uh, you know, you just keep on moving closer to God and, and you, you're right. Your heart wants to do it right. And that is the heart of Ephraim. We just want to get it right. You know, I just want to get to that day and stand before God, and He'll say, "Well done." <laughs> I can't imagine if if He doesn't say that. I was like, I can't imagine. The it's like, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna screw this up. We're not gonna screw. We're gonna get it right. We're gonna do everything we can. We're not gonna get caught up in all the all the worldly whatevers. And let me tell you what, the worldly whatevers will take you down if you let it. You got to really watch out about the worldly whatevers, and, and and again, we have to. God has has commanded us. God in Revelation chapter three, God has commanded us the the churches to overcome, to overcome our passions, to overcome this world, as He has overcome. You know, Christ, He didn't want to go to that cross, Lord. Uh, is there not like a plan B here somewhere? <laughs> That's what he was saying. Well, come on, I'm only 33 years old. I got all, these guys don't know nothing yet. I got so much more to teach them. <clears throat> you know, I remember the prophet. He was the same way when he passed. He's like, Lord. <laughs> These guys, they don't know nothing. We've got so much more to teach them. But you see, God is going to finish it. See, he knows that if we start doing something, we get it in our mind. Well, I did that. Well, look at me. See? And then pretty soon we're on the wrong side of the fence, doing the wrong things, leading people the wrong way. God knows when and what he's doing. And we have to trust him. You know, maybe somebody, you know, maybe you've got a family member or somebody needs to, to, to be saved or maybe they're Ephraim and you think that they need to come in Ephraim. Well, it's going to happen in God's timing. You pray for them. They're, like Micah said, you don't, it's not, we're not going to force anybody's hand. This isn't about forcing hands. This is about finding Ephraim that's already in people's hearts. <clears throat> Linking up with that. And they will identify that. They will say, yeah, yeah, tell me more. 
That's the heart of Ephraim. Well, let me tell you what. we got one more person here I want to get the phone to, and, and this person we haven't seen for a while, but uh, I'm so glad to have him back around. And and uh, and I think, yeah, we've – yeah. But, yeah, we had – I can't remember if we – yeah, we've, we had Sue Coat this last time, but uh, we got uh, Kevin Thompson here. Kevin, tell us who you are and uh, a little bit about Ephraim. Yes, sir. Thank you, Prophet. Uh, my name's Kevin Thompson. Uh, currently living over in Dixon, Missouri. Um, folks, uh, this we've talked about trials and tribulations, and and you know, following God, and, and He's been really with me the last few years. I've been through a few things in the last uh, couple of years here, and uh, been pretty amazing to sit back and uh, look back at. Uh, everything that he's done in our lives and the teachings that this ministry uh, teaches that we have learned to apply to our lives and, and live and watch it actually work and watch it actually come together and, and to be able to be guided by God. And, uh, and that's one of the things that he's really been showing me is, you know, is where I started searching up him guiding us. And it's amazing. He will guide you through everything. And, Nothing happens by accident, and I've had to learn that <laughs> hard way here in the last year, and, and just be at peace with it. Um, about three years ago, we uh, we had uh, had to move back to the states. We were out of the country, and uh, praise God, uh, leap of faith on its own, doing that, coming back with uh, my family of six, with uh, two suitcases each, and not knowing what the heck we're going to do, or where we're going to go, or what's going to, you know happen i of course my my mind goes straight to okay well kevin you had a business in lansing and you know you got clients back there let's go back to lansing michigan unfortunately that wasn't god's idea uh, that was my idea my my plan my my solution uh, but through prayer through seeking him as again as this ministry has taught us to do and he uh led us where i'm at now over over in missouri and uh starting over all new but he has uh, been faithful every step of the way. We've gotten, you know, everything we've needed. He's made the way. We got there, and uh, I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna start up a new business in a new town. Let's, you know, let's do this, Lord. I can run at it all gung ho, and things were uh, real slow to start. And I know it usually is with God, you know. Anything that comes too quick, it'll, it'll ruin you, and uh, it'll come crashing down on you. It, everything takes time. It's no different than planting a tree or planting a plant. You know, it takes a while before it comes out of the dirt, and uh, quite a while before it starts producing. So, uh, very similar. But uh, here I am, a couple years into into this business and trying to get it going, and it just seems like it's going nowhere. Start seeking God, and he, all I could get from him is just peace, be still. I'm like. Thinking I've missed him, thinking, oh, Lord, but, you know, again, we we follow the teachings. And I try to look at it and say, you know, I looked for signs, the doors opened, everything was going. I say, all right, Lord, I'll just be still. I'll trust you. And uh, well, the one thing led to another. We, we decided to get our kids some uh, health insurance and got, got my kids health insurance. And when my wife was talking to, to that, agent about getting insurance i had no concern at all for me to get any kind of insurance i was like no i've never been to the doctors i don't ever have any health problems i'm good 
Lord God's my provider. I don't need that. And so that lady persisted to talk to my wife about my financial situation, where I'm at, what I do for a living, started asking a lot of questions about me. And she ended up calling my wife back and saying, hey, your husband qualifies for health insurance through the, through the government too. So the wife asked me, you know, is that something you want to do? I said, well, I guess if I qualify, I might as well just go ahead and do it. My my thought process was, you know, actually be uh, 13 years ago tomorrow, my father passed away of a massive heart attack. So I was like, you know, if they're going to give me insurance, I might as well have it and I might as well go get some checkups and see where I'm at and, and get no younger by any means. So uh, ended up uh, ended up going in and getting a checkup and the doctor was just about to send me out the door. So he goes, I don't want to see you for another year. You're doing great. You know, everything looks good. I asked him, I said, well, can you, can you, you know, just check my heart and make sure cause my, here's my father's history. Here's my family history. He said, yeah, no problem. We'll check it out. He took a listen and, and uh, found a murmur. Well, with that murmur, he uh, sent me to uh, get an echo and get it checked out. He said, that's probably nothing, everybody. You know, a lot of people have murmurs. It's, it's probably no big deal at all, but just in case, because you're, cause you're history, let's check it out. Uh, one thing led to another, and I found myself uh, talking to a, a surgeon about uh, a leaky valve that I had. And, uh, of course, my initial was, I don't accept that. <laughs> No, God, 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 I don't, I don't have to go through this, you know. And, you know, I, I anointed my head, pushed back the plate, and I'm like, Lord, what are we doing here? What's going on? And uh, during that, that time of seeking him, he, uh, you know, it's really weird when sometimes, you know, he, he brings things to remember, you know, in your memory. And uh, I remember Prophet Deckard loud and clear telling a story about a, about a guy on a roof, and the flood was coming in, and People come to rescue him, and he said, no, 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 my God will save me. You know, he goes back to praying, and another person comes to rescue him. No, 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 my God will save me. He ends up dying. He goes to heaven. He says, Lord, you know, why didn't you save me? And the Lord says, I sent a boat. I sent this, and I sent that guy. And, you know, he denied it, and I just all of a sudden realized that the Lord brought me off of that tropical island, off that small country, back to America brought me to where I'm at, gave me insurance where everything was covered, um, led me to this doctor. Mind you, every year to be in that other country, I had to go through health screening. I never caught that. I never found it, never heard any of it. Uh, whether it was there or not, I don't know. It's, it's not for me to worry about. God God was taking care of it, you know. I, I blame it on my prayers of uh, praying, you know, thanking God for living, you know, 100 years or or more, you know, you know, he's like, well, if that's going to happen, then we got to take care of something, you know, let's, let's send you back. But, uh, <laughs> anywho, uh, so he, he, he showed me that and I realized, oh man, I might have to go through the surgery. I might have to do this. And I went and sitting down, talking to the wife, shared it with her. And instantly, as soon as I told her that what, what God revealed me and told me that whole story about prophet that he told She's like, that's exactly what I got when I went to prayer. So I, I kind of knew I was looking down a barrel of something I was going to have to walk through, a trial. Uh, you know, an opportunity, as Prophet has taught us, an opportunity to, to trust God. And uh, 
didn't like the looks of it, didn't like the thought of it, didn't want anything to do with it. But I'm like, all right, Lord, you know, I believe in faith and trust you and over to the island. We never went under. Come back home. You've you know, got us back in a, in a home and, and building a life again. And, you know, we're out of two suitcases per person. And here we are. We're doing just fine. All right, look, let's let's, let's do what we got to do. And followed him through that. And I tell you what, uh, Lord God is good. He, uh, not a not a dime out of pocket for any of the surgery or any of the hospital, any, any of the specialists, anything. He blessed me with uh, with uh, good insurance that covered everything. Um, then you know I'm looking at the, being the sole pro- provider for my family of six here, and you know Christmas around the corner and Thanksgiving, and here I am going in for for surgery and. But the Lord God purposes his hearts, and he purposed the hearts. And, uh, folks, we were able to walk through that fire, and <laughs> for the most part, unscathed. I mean, no smoke, smell on our clothes. And that's the way this God is. And that's, that's what we're going to have to trust him one day to that extent where we can walk right into a fire because that's what he's showing me. That's what he's dealing with me lately is a, a deeper level of trust than I already thought I had. I thought, yeah, yeah, I've, I've trusted you through some stuff. And he's like, yeah, let's go a little deeper. Let's go a little bit further. We had uh, we had Christmas presents from still don't know for sure who show up on our present on uh, our porch with a ring of the doorbell for all the kids, for all of us, my, myself included, and my wife. Um, we had a Thanksgiving meal, about three other meals with it, show up on our porch, ring of the doorbell, the day before. Uh, every bill has been paid. You know, I'm I'm sitting there thinking, how am I going to do this? You know, how got my kids a job? We all started fig, trying to figure it out on our own. You know, God God made the way. We uh, the only figuring that out on your own is figuring out how to trust God, and be obedient when He when He gives you something, and uh, go through those doors. And uh, it's been amazing. I tell you what, we talk about this this Ephraim family and learning to love each other and become that one united and folks i can tell you what it's, it's never been as united as it is right now they've uh i know each and every one of these brothers got my back be there and i ain't got worried about it. i got theirs and uh it was proof in the pudding was was going through this whether it was prayer but it was any other way of means of helping they they had me and God again, God purpose in hearts and getting these hearts right and it's amazing to watch it work. We are uh, we walked through it and doing really well. In fact I have uh, doctors quite amazed at how well I'm doing. Uh, back when uh, when they found this I had no symptoms. My surgeon said that was pretty amazing in itself. He, he started asking me, Well have you had this problem? Did you have that problem? Did you have I'm like, No, no. He's like, Well, how'd you end up here? I says, well, I went to a doctor's and found this. He said, you don't have any symptoms? No. He said, well, if I had to ask for any way for somebody to have this problem and, and see me, I'd like them to have your situation because you got the only opportunity for complete recovery. My heart had not gone into any kind of heart failure. He says, once heart failure starts, no symptoms start, then there's no reversing it. It's just slowing it down. He says, 
you haven't had that problem. And that's why even my rehab nurse, she goes, the pressures and everything, all the, the numbers on my heart reading, she goes, if it wasn't for the scar and paperwork, she goes, I I wouldn't really know. She goes, other, you know, other than me, obviously, I was having to build back up these muscles and re- recover forever, feels like. But uh, God is amazing, folks. And uh, this this God of ours, he's, he's got some teachings that came out of, out of that prophet of ours that we love so dearly. And they work. They're right, spot on. And uh, you'll learn to to serve a God in a way that I've never known before this. And uh, many of us can, can contend to that, you know, contest to that, I should say. It's, uh, it's amazing once you start working it right. Once you start doing serving this God the way he wanted you to serve him, it, it all comes together and it's awestruck. That's all I can say. I'm awestruck by this amazing God of ours. Well, amen. That's a great, great testimony. And we are absolutely out of time here. I'm I'm going to give uh, this back to Sister Donna to close this out. Sister Donna. Well, thank you so much, Prophet Mark. And what an awesome, awesome time of testimony and and uh, part of all of these all of these men. Well, listen, I want to invite all of you to the quarterly again, and I want to remind you that with God, all things are possible. Shalom. Thank you.